Hi, everybody, and welcome. You are joining us uh, with a new series called The Inner and Outer Being Transformation. My name is Tassia, founder of Love Light Home Design, creator of the Holistic Harmony Impact, which measures how your surroundings support you by combining design, evidence-based science, and the creation of access within your with my home harmony healing system. And this is... Hi, everyone. My name is Leah Gorilla, and I am an energy leadership and transition coach and host of Awakened with Leah, the next chapter. And my specialty is creating the awareness of how we are showing up in our lives and the acceptance piece, which is the key piece of getting rid of all those stories we've been telling ourselves for years so we can make powerful choices and take decisive action to get there. <laughs> Great. Now, uh, we have, I know that sounded really deep, but Leah and I have promised each other and you that we're going to be really casual in our conversation and really authentic. So just so you know, in this first podcast, we haven't really thought of what to say. We're just going to uh, introduce ourselves and what we do and maybe explore how to bring um, different aspects of inner and outer joy for you in your space, for yourselves and in your home. So let me just start off a little bit about what I think of um, and what I call the building of your space um, towards the holistic harmony impact. Think about it. In your built environment, a lot of us don't really think of it where you have quality of life or do we? You know, how many of you think about, you know, when you're in and out of your home, um, do you bring the energy of um, positivity or negativity and how does it impact where you travel and your way of being? So we're going to be exploring that, especially during this time where we've been really challenged over the last year with, you know, existing in a home a lot more than we really want to with, you know, our family members, or even if it's in the space where you're working, your work environment, or, you know, even your backyard, and the people around you, what is the impact of that? And you know, have, is it positive? Is it negative? Um, Leah, what would you think? Yeah, you know, the, we all respond to our, our environment in different ways. So becoming aware of the factors in our environment that influence us in a positive or negative way, so we can take steps to ensure our surroundings support us and we feel connected at creating a space that fuels us. So it's about where's our energy at in our space? Is it causing us stress? And what do we do about it? So let me tell you a little bit more about the holistic harmony impact and what I look at. Usually I look at people in four different states in their environment. Um, the first state is what I call maelstrom. Maelstrom is where you feel like your life is in chaos, not just the home, and maybe there's a ton of clutter or everything is all over the place, but you generally feel chaotic. You feel a sense of extreme overwhelm. You know, your relationships are not going great. Um, you have a, a, a general extreme sense of lack, lack of time, lack of money, lack of um, sleep. And um, you feel like you're resigned to staying in that space. And um, you are basically feeling like you are a victim to the space. The second state is what I would call 
uh, insular. In this state, you feel and you know that you can make it better, but you don't really know how. You feel stuck, you feel like you're immobile. And in this state, you may have a little bit more energy, less fatigue, but you, you don't really know how to um, create and maximize your space. You don't have the privacy at home and you just feel a sense of impediment and discomfort. Uh, the third state is what I call pedestrian. That's where you're in your total comfort zone. And it's not because you are feeling joyful. It's simply because you feel like it can't get any better or you don't really see the other side. Or maybe you just don't want to change. You're resigned to the space or you are resistant to changing something in your space. The last state is what I call nirvana. That is your haven. It's your safe space where everything is to the level that you want to be in and you're absolutely feeling joyful and abundant, not only for yourself, but your family. Your health is fantastic. Relationships are fantastic. You know, your finances are great. You have, you're motivated with a ton of energy. And, you know, I, what I do is I work towards getting to you to that state. So what we're going to be talking about in our podcast series is how do we get you to that state, not only for the space that you're in, but your inner self as well. Yeah. And what comes up for me when you say that um, is what are our beliefs around our space? And that has a lot to do with, with the space that we end up creating whether we live by ourselves or, you know, we have other family members living with us. So I'll just give you an example. If we believe uh, that without having the best and latest version of what we desire in our home, that we can't enjoy our space, or we believe that even if we change our space, that nothing will change, then it adds to our stress level and nothing changes. Yes. So our beliefs around uh, what, what we can create are very important in order to take those steps forward. And to your point about, um, it was your, your second, your second. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So the question is, what are we tolerating? Why are we justifying our, our, our environment, our surroundings in order just to cope or are, you know, in order to make ourselves, ourselves feel better, we're saying, oh, it's okay. As well, is. A lot of the time people don't, um, I find with um, the clients that I work with or I partner with, a lot of the time they don't realize that it can be um, better on the other side. You know, they, they may not, either they may not have the tools to get there or a lot of them have actually tried something and they tried something and it didn't come out with a positive effect. So they don't want to try it anymore because they say, well, that didn't work. That's not, you know, that's not going to move. Yeah, history is going and, to repeat itself. And it's, and, it's, and it's not because it didn't work. It's just maybe that it needed to be tweaked a little bit or they needed to have a clear direction going somewhere. Um, you know, I, I find that, um, I, I give a, a classic example. You know, when you're in the state of insula, you are going, well, I know that things can be better and I want to make a few changes. So they go out and go, okay, so I'm gonna go um, to the store, say a, a decor shop where I can buy decor. And I just look at things that bring me joy. I think it brings me joy. They make my face light up. This is really pretty. And they go there and they bring it back home and they put it in their space and they go, okay, but it doesn't fit with anything else. That didn't work. 
And I'm like, well, it would work if you actually just created a little ambience in that space. You can actually create a little cubby area that everything would work if you just kind of shift things around in the house. And, um, you know, they don't realize the value of it. Sometimes you just need direction. You know, everybody has a gift of something. My gift is being able to see a space in my mind and bring it out and making it absolutely gorgeous. But I cannot cook for the crap of me, for the life of me. I can cook something and it will come out, you know, looking at like absolute slop. And I don't know how it tastes. People, I don't know whether people are trying to flatter me or like, you know, like make me feel better by saying it tastes good. And I'm looking and going, I don't know. But, you know, it doesn't mean I don't try. I just try again or I try something else. Or I go, you know what, maybe uh, do I feel obligated to do that? So it's the same thing with everybody else. It's just, you know, maybe you just need the tools or a little bit of help. Absolutely. And, you know, that's co-creation at its best where we recognize that, you know, we may need support from somebody else and putting it out there and allowing yourself to receive it. So, you know, I think that when we start with what our beliefs are around making any type of changes, like I said, it's, it's the first steps to be able to create the life that we desire. And, and like you said, when you go to a store and you choose things that make you happy, that's what it's all about. It's about getting that good feeling. So emotionally, you're feeling really, really good. And when you start from that place, you can tweak things along the way. Yes. And um, for like um, those of you who know, oh, by the way, you know, we haven't actually haven't um, said where you can find us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Before we even go on too far. So if you want um, to find what we do, um, you can go to my website, www.lovelighthomedesign.com. And Leah, where can they find you? www.personalchapter.com. Yes. And if you want anything, you know, after this podcast, if there are lots of things that you want to hear or you want us to talk about to make you, your environment, your space and how you feel and live in your space better, drop us a, a little email and we will be sure to be um, putting into a podcast and talking about it. So I just wanted to talk about what Leah is saying. You know, when I, when I don't just design for people to make their space beautiful. I want you to feel joyful, abundant, prosperous, and all that you can be in your space because your home or the space that you're working in or, or being in is all about how you feel safe. It's where your, your mind feels joyful. It feels protected and loved and where you feel welcome. So there are a lot of things that I put into place. I, I identify them as four different assets under the home harmony healing system. The first is intuitive composition where I uh, not only make your space look absolutely beautiful, but a lot of people talk about how the space is not organized, how they cannot move within the home, the physical aspect and the access. A lot of people forget about access to self. And in later um, podcasts, we're going to talk about personal access. It doesn't mean that you have a disability because an access could be for a one-year-old. You know, we think about how do we, we feel safe in our environment and we can improve our movement and mobility in every sense. Um, I also wanna talk about time and financial augmentation. Like think about it. A lot of us put a lot of things on our plate and we try and do so much. I'm an overachiever. I put myself into that all the time. But if I make things better within my home and my access to my home on a mental, emotional, physical level, how much more time would I give myself to be able to be with my family members are doing the things that I really love to do. And of course have the financial increase to do it. 
And then there's helpful harmonizations. You know, a lot of us, and we're going to talk about this a lot. Do all of us really talk about our wellness of self within our space? Or do we always give to somebody else before we give to ourselves? You know, on every level, I, I'm sure that there may be a lot of mothers and fathers in here. And you, you talk about, well, we need to give to other people. Or those of you who are single, we want, it's always about giving and giving. But we are going to be talking today about the gift of receiving. And I'll chat about that a little bit beyond that. And I just want to talk a little bit about the affinity accords. Now, uh, affinity accords is about people's energy in their homes and in their spaces and the world's energy. Now, I'm not talking about the woo-woo stuff. I'm actually talking about physics. The world is created out of energy, people. We have protons, neurons, electrons. You know, the tides move, the winds move, and that's all of energy. And within us, it's also about energy. You know, like we burn hot, we uh, digest our food. Um, every little signal that goes around is an energetic signal. And all of these things I measure through, um, for the space itself, I measure through what we call feng shui, which is a system of looking at whether or not your, the energy of you and the impact of the space around you is in affinity uh, or is it in disharmony? And it's a way of measuring it. It's not what you think, because a lot of things, people think it's superstitious. Or if you have weird stuff going on in your home, which you're afraid of, or you can't explain, we can chat about that at a later date. But I really wanted today, and I told Leah this, to talk about the gift of giving and the gift of receiving, because a lot of us are really good at giving. We give all of us, all of our being, all of our love, all of our energy outward. But because we're talking about you in your space and how you're creating joy and abundance, we're also going to be talking about the gift of receiving. Do you receive your space and the people around you in the way that you would love to? What do you think, Leah? So beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> I just want to talk a little to, um, to your point about energy. It is, it's really proven scientific, not woo-woo stuff. Everything's energy and energy vibrates and like energy attracts like energy. So... I would pose or invite you to just evaluate your space and not judge it. Just look at the facts. Because when we bring in what, if we, when we're judging our space, we're coming from a place of lack. And when we come from a place of lack, we are, codependent on something or someone filling our needs. So if we are, if we just stay curious and evaluate our space, we have a much greater opportunity and an increased level of energy to be able to create the experience that we want to experience. Yeah, I, I, I've talked about a few things and then we can talk about it here. Um, very simple things um, that we can say relate to energy is how our brain um, translates information. So say, for example, I look at something and I deal a lot with that. Um, well, the one thing that I didn't mention was that I'm an intervener for individuals who are deaf blind. Um, what that means is that they're deaf and blind, somewhat like Helen Keller. They can't see and they can't hear, which is a dual sensory loss. And we bring information in different ways Um, that their senses can employ it so that they can um, move in their environment and create the choice and decisions and interact with the environment the way that uh, all of us should be able to. 
And um, that training has allowed me to look at sensory input in a different way. So we're gonna bring in a little bit of neuroscience here. Think about it. When you're looking or tasting or hearing something, you're not actually seeing that. Your brain is actually taking in the data and um, transmitting and translating it into a different way. And all of that is through energetic vibrations. It's an energy input. So when we talk about how you access your space, it, we really are saying, okay, you know, maybe in a space, say for example, somebody's made a little crocheted something for you. They gave it to you and they, they put in a lot of hard work to make this for you. Say it was your grand, grandma. You know, I, my grandma never crocheted anything for me, but just say, you know, here in Canada, everybody crochets or knits something. So they've given it to you. And then you look at it and maybe you're a modern minimalistic person and you look at it and go, this does not fit in my home. But you want to put it in your home because you say it meant somebody, somebody did that for you. So you feel the, the, you've received it with gratitude because you feel the emotional connection to the person. But when you look at it, you actually really hate it because it doesn't fit in your home. And you go, but it needs to be here. And I, I, I swear, I hear this all the time from clients and they go, I don't know what to do with it. And I'm like, well, there are lots of things that you can do with it, right? You could, you know, it doesn't mean, say for example, it's a little lace doily. You can actually frame it up in a gold frame and put it somewhere with a white background. And then it will look minimalistic. Yes, it may not go with this like really modern thing, but you could put it, say, if you have a nursery, you could put it in a nursery and you could frame it up and make it look beautiful. You could put it on top of something um, you know, that looks really modern, say that's metallic and it, it gives a feeling of, um, you know, that there's a sense of, um, of, of connection, but yet it's not really in your face. But the, the point to all of that is how are you taking in the information? What are you doing with it in your brain? Are you receiving it with um, love or are you just going, I don't really want it. So I just, it's an obligation. There's a very different energy that comes from that yeah and when it's obligation what you create there is a lot of resentment and anger yeah so it's like you said making it work for you I was going to mention you know I have a little memory box <laughs> for the things that I don't necessarily need to have in my surroundings but you know what's awesome about that every so often I open up that box and I look oh. at the things and it really, it really uh, strengthens that connection um, and, and brings about those positive memories. And you don't, you don't feel um, disrespectful to the person who spent the time and energy uh, to bring, to bring it to you. Cause you are, you're still respecting them, but you're also respecting yourself in the sense of, you know, I don't need this out in my surroundings. So it's, it's about respecting yourself, but also, you know, respecting others at the same time. I know you can't see me guys, but I have this massive smile on my face because that just brought up a memory. So when I first arrived in Canada, I've been here about 16 years. I came, I'm actually English born and I was living in Singapore for 20 years. So if you, you think of the weird slang, that's where it comes from. Um, it's uh, when I first arrived here, my husband's, we went and lived in my husband's um, family home. And God forbid, you know, it was above the entrance to his kitchen. Bullhorns, bullhorns, guys. And I hate those bullhorns. 
Now we've moved to a different home right now, but my husband always talks about putting up these bullhorns. I'm like, no, please don't. But as we talk about this, I'm like, is there a way that I could incorporate, because my husband really loves them. I do not know why, don't ask me. I think it's a man thing, bullhorns. Um, he's never been to a rodeo, but um, <laughs> it's like, it's like, what do those bullhorns represent to him? I'm sure that in the back of his mind or somewhere in his memory, something about the bullhorns reminds him of the family or, you know, it's maybe it's a comfort thing to him. And, you know, my, I haven't been giving or receiving because I haven't been receiving the joy, you know, on his face when he talks about those silly bullhorns, neither have I been giving to him. So what Leah and I are talking about is, you know, I, I, even I, you know, people always so, but do you, you change your mindset? I have to change my mindset every day because it really is about encompassing what goes on for me. What is the story I'm creating in my mind pertaining to the space or how I want to control it, but I am not allowing the, the other people who are around me, who are living in this space, the same kind of control I am trying to resist. I'm controlling and therefore I'm resisting you know, giving and also receiving for somebody else. And when we alter our perspective, our experience changes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not to say that I will love those bullhorns, maybe I will. <laughs> no, <definitely not. laughs> but, you, you know, again, it's about self-respect and respecting others and, and looking at the opportunity here to make it work. Yes. Instead of, like you mentioned, being a victim to your circumstances or tolerating things while you're building up the anger and resentment. So it's, it's it, you know, being at a higher frequency of energy to be able to actually see opportunities and choices as opposed to challenges. Yes, and yeah. I, as you're talking about this, I, I'm just reminded, I mean, we are just starting 2021 and, you know, we've gone through almost, uh, well, I don't know about everybody else, but, you know, I've been um, in my home a lot more than I really want to for the past, you know, it, it's what, nine, 10 months now. And um, in the beginning, I, I remember being extremely frazzled by my space, even though it's beautiful, it's, it's, I've made it beautiful for me. Um, there have been occasions that it was a, a lot more chaotic than I wanted to. It wasn't, you know, my dream way. And looking back on it, it's that's simply because, you know, there were a lot of things going on for me internally that had nothing to do with my space, but how I was seeing my space, my lack of control, my external environment, all the stuff that was going on. I was being um, pushed into a situation that I didn't like. And I turned that around, not because I've actually changed my space. I've done very little to my space, but I now look at my space as an, a, a, in a very different way because I'm looking at the situation in a different way. But I'm sure a lot of you out there are not. And so, you know, the, the reason why Leah and I are starting this podcast is because even though COVID will go away and we're all vaccinated, a lot of us are not looking at our spaces and how we exist in our space in a way that can be positive and that will support you. And um, I know um, how I do it, but Leah, like speak to what you think. How, how have you been in your space? Well, I wanted to say what we want to focus on is, is creating the space with what the situation is at the present moment instead of 
saying, I would be happy if, or I'll be happy when. It's about what can we have control over at the moment and being present enough in the moment and aware of our needs. So uh, another thing that, that came up when you were just talking about that, for me, I find my, my mental influence it, my, my, my mental focus concentration is influenced when I have clutter. So that is something um, it, that's important to recognize that when I feel cluttered, when I have clutter, I feel cluttered and my, my ability to focus and concentrate on other things that I'd like to be working on is diminished. So it's influencing my energy. So that is something that we can take control over. And it could be something as simple. Now you're the decorator, not me, but I'll just tell you what I've done. Uh, I go to the dollar store and I find ways that I can keep myself more organized. Now things are still going to pile up, but then, you know, when you have once a week dedicated to, all right, I'm going to just take an hour and collect all those papers that have been sitting around and, but having an organized system, it could be something as simple as that. It doesn't have to be this big grand old thing where, you know, in order for you to be content in your space, this is what needs to happen. It really, for me, could be something as simple as going to the dollar store. It's not breaking the bank, but guess what? It brings me joy. And then I can focus on the things that I want to focus on. Um, that also brought back a memory. And it's also something that I talk about uh, a lot with clients. Now, um, I, would, I would say to everybody, um, and I, I'm just going to bring up the memory. So I am not a person who is very minimalistic. I like stuff. And um, if, if you saw my office wall behind me, I have stuff in front of me. I have like my entire wall space is covered with different pieces of art and stuff. And I remember a friend coming here and going, wow, that's just too much. It's just like, oh, but it inspires me. And the memory is of my dad. Like my dad is, is a clean freak. Like he will, if there's a like hair on the floor, he will pick it up. And I remember when I was a kid, um, I love literature and history. And, and I had stacks and stacks of papers. And my, and it was like, it wasn't like the stacks were like conformed and put together. It was just piled. And my dad would come into the room and he would go, why does everything look like such a mess on like a desk? And I'm like, he would, he would try and touch everything. And I'm like, please do not touch it. Because if you touch it, it's my organized chaos. If you're gonna touch it and organize it for me, I will not be able to find something, especially with like literature and history where you have notes all over the place. So the reason why I say this is because um, I know when you are in a, a space, especially right now, where a lot of you have kids who are at home a lot and, you know, everybody and everybody's working from home, everybody is on top of each other. And there's going to be a ton of triggers because, you know, like I can't focus on my space or my kid is in my environment or they try and do something because they feel triggered. Therefore, they try and control their environment and what they may be doing, for example, is um, trying to control how a child should be based on their own comfort zone. And I always say to parents, please don't do this. Please don't. Because what's happening, I give a very simple example. Um, say, say the way a child learns, because you're, you're looking at the way your child learns, right? 
and, and your child, and, and maybe you are uh, a visual learner. Like I am a visual kinesthetic learner. I cannot learn through just listening to something. I need to see it and I need to write it. Otherwise, I'm not going to memorize it. But some people are just visual auditory. Some people just auditory. But if you try and control your child based on, because you're, you're, you're sitting with your child at home and trying to do that, then you are enforcing what works for you onto a child that may not work for them. And that causes anxiety for your child and it causes anxiety for you because there's a challenging behavior that comes up. And I always say, um, set up your space for you in a way that even though you may not be controlling your child's way of learning. So if they are more, you know, I have a, a client whose child, he thinks has ADD and the child cannot sit still and cannot watch, you know, like, you know, the computer or the online schooling. Now I don't have kids, so I cannot speak to the way parents parent. Leah can do that more. <laughs> but I, I've said this, okay, then how about letting your kid get up? But I have, because I have been an intervener, I realize what, what challenging behaviors are and when you're going out of routine and what's going on from body language. And I have worked with children with challenging behaviors. So I, I said you know, to him, why don't you just get, allow your kid to get up every 15 minutes and maybe you either have a weighted blanket or a little yoga space or those little bouncy spaces and let him jump around and get out and then come back. Give him little ways of doing it rather than forcing him to sit down and focus on the computer. And guess what? The focus, the motivation, and the anxiety starts coming up. And then other behaviors, like, I don't know. Leah, you're the parent, what say you? So many juicy <laughs> things just came up right now for me. Oh my gosh. Okay, so first of all, like I mentioned before, we all respond to our environment differently, right? Yes. And at the end of the day, I mean, we think we want less stress, but we want less of a stress reaction, which brings me to the point that you, you talked about with being triggered, right? Yeah. So when we're being triggered, the best way to work through that, it's not a bad thing to be triggered because it allows us, you know, we come up with this feeling, no matter what it is, it could be anger, it could be taking something personally. And then the best way to figure out what's going on before you start reacting, let's say to your children, is take a step back and ask yourself, what am I thinking that's making me feel this way? It gives you that second to pause and not react to your circumstances. And a lot of good can come out of that. Because when we have this knee-jerk reaction to what we're being triggered, because usually it's a belief that we're having, you know, let's say if we're taking something personally. So if, you know, we believe that whatever somebody just said um, is true, but we don't want to admit it. So we're having this reaction. We're taking the reaction is on that other person. Okay. But back to the environment. If my kids, hear this, they are going to just laugh their heads off because I'm very big on self-expression. I was not always big on self-expression. I wanted their rooms cleaned. I wanted, you know, everything to be neat and tidy because of my beliefs that when everything's neat and tidy, it opens up our space for focusing, concentrating, we feel good about it, but that was my own belief. As the years progressed, I allowed for more 
of self-expression um, because you see every child's different. And so one set of beliefs are not going to decrease the stress in the house. So it's like you said, one might have a lot of energy and or it's just like if you're an introvert or an extrovert, like, you know, what is supporting your environment? Are you surrounded by people that will are like minded that will allow that self-expression? So if somebody has a lot of energy and they need to take they need to be around a lot of people to feel, you know, connected or they need to take that jumping break because that's what works for them. Or, you know, do you have a child who, who needs more of their own space and allowing them to have their own space and taking frequent breaks, you know, on their own if they need to be surrounded by a lot of people, let's say online school or, or you know, what the case is. But when we allow people to be without expectations of our own, we're decreasing the stress all around in the home to begin with. And then it allows us to actually see and for them to express what works for them and help them make their environment suitable to their needs. So just like men have their man caves, you know, kids can have their space, but it's about us listening, not judging. It's just about listening to what they need and listening to what we need and create. I, I think of that as in, you know, as an intervener, um, and people come, used to come up to me all the time and go, I don't know how you do it. You know, like, how do you work with individuals like that? And I tell them that there's absolutely nothing to it because it's not about how I control the environment. I'm giving them information. It's about my respect for them so that they can make their own choices. So when I, when, you know, what, when you're saying that just now, think about it this way. We all need our different spaces. We all need our own um, feeling of respect and um, privacy within our home, no matter how big or small the home is. I, it doesn't matter whether it's 400 square feet or, you know, 3000 over square feet. And we all, because we need our privacy, what is the privacy about? It's about our dignity. But, you know, as we give the dignity and respect to every single one of us in our house, what we also need to remember is to create a space for ourselves as well. So think about it this way. As you create the little man cave for, you know, your partner, and as you create a play space or a safe space for your kids or your teenagers, um, I, have, I have no kids, but I have one dog and two cats. And um, I, I create spaces for every single uh, one of us in the house. The cats have their own space and the cats have totally different personalities. So one is more adventurous, one's more like introverted and he's, he's shyer. So I give them things in their space that relate to them and what they love to do. My husband has his TV and his slouch couch. And I have my little, um, what I call my little meditation area where I sit and I have sheepskin rugs underneath me and that brings me joy. So even though you're bringing something to a space and if you want to be minimalistic and you know, like um, say for example, Leah, if, if she was still living with her kids and her kids are a lot older now, but if you are still living with your kids and if you are the type that can't see clutter and I know a lot of people out there are, but your kids like mess, then allow them 
this space to be messy within reason. I'm not asking you to totally let go of discipline. Close the bedroom door. Yeah. It's the best. And, um, you know, some people say that. I, I know I, I've heard over the last couple of uh, months about how the smell comes from people's spaces, from like their teenage kids' doors. And Leah is like grimacing now. Um, I can just imagine that with my, my brother when he was growing up. But... Um, you know, it's like there has to be obviously the concern of cleanliness, but remember to set up your own space. And if you don't have one, for all of you who live in a space, we have a lot of people, then maybe do something like in your bathroom, make it into a little spa haven. If you have a bathtub or, you know, create little salts or things like that. What think about, you know, rather than being a victim to the circumstances of the space, think about what you can create, even if it's a, a sense of joy through sensing it, whether it's through touch, whether it's through taste, what is the place that gives you joy and create that for as your space, even if it's just in the moment of time, you can still do it. Yeah. And I have a great example of that. Um, so I was the only female in the house, all boys. Wow. I didn't know that. And, yeah. <laughs> and they were all hockey crazy. So, you know, on a Saturday night or whenever the Leafs played, um, they took over, you know, the TV, the remote, the couch, like everything. And exactly to what you're saying is, you know, I had choices. I could join them. I could be a victim to the fact that they're just like completely taking over, or I could do something about it. And I am very big into candles. And so I love, I love putting candles on, but I also looked at it as an opportunity that they're giving me. And that is, I get quiet time for myself and I can go put a movie on and relax. So again, it comes down to your perspective, alter your perspective and your experience changes. So there were so many different ways to look at that. And I had so many options and you go through the motions of at first feeling like, you know what, like, no, they're not taking it over. And, you know, <laughs> but it's true. I, then I ended up looking at it as, wow, I get some me time and how do I want to spend this? Whether it's a bubble bath and candles or watching a movie without being disrupted. So it's about looking for the opportunities and making it work for you. That's yeah, just one angle of it, yeah. That's one angle of it. But I, I was, as you were speaking, I, 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 I just thought of something. I mean, okay, let's let's talk to the the moment right now. A lot of us are going through um, a very different state in our homes, and um, it's all good and well for us to say, you know, look at the space and be positive. And now I just went through a couple of weeks of COVID fatigue. I didn't really understand what it was, but because where I am, we were in lockdown and I didn't leave the house a couple, from a couple of days before Christmas to a couple of days after New Year. I didn't actually recognize it in the beginning. I actually had to Google it to see what I was feeling. And I'm a very, uh, I'm an introverted extrovert. So <laughs> I like my, <laughs> Leah's laughing right now. But I, I really mean it. Like I can be extroverted, you know, when I feel like it, but I do need my solitary space. And when I, I need my solitary space, I really don't want to chat with people. But this was this was beyond that. This was me not wanting to have any interaction with the outside world. I went really inward. And that was abnormal for me. Now, for any of you who have ever felt that way, like, you know, 
I would say pause, go, what is going on and really look inward because it's like, what was happening now? I felt totally safe. What was going on for me was that I felt totally safe in my place. I was having a ton of fun for people who, you know, I, I, I can tell everybody, like I'm a huge gamer. So I had realized the world of uh, Nintendo and Animal Crossing much to my husband's dismay. So I basically sat on my couch and played Animal Crossing for two weeks without working, which was heaven. It was my little vacation. But what that did was that I had no interaction with the outside world beyond maybe a few phone calls here and there. And I went totally inward, which wasn't healthy. And what happened from there was that I started feeling fatigued. I started feeling very lethargic. I was not motivated. Once you know, I, I needed to start working again, I didn't want to touch my work. I didn't want to have interactions with people. And I realized that there was something very wrong. And I, I really decided that no, number one, this wouldn't, um, this wouldn't happen. Um, one of the things I always tell people is to have um, what you call happy lights. Light is very important in an environment because it creates serotonin levels that increase positivity in your mood. So I took out my little happy light. <clears throat> it's always, always 10,000 lux if you wanna go find it on Amazon or wherever you can buy it from. And I put that on for about half an hour every morning and I reached out to people to help me get out of the state because I realized that I was in the state pretty fast. Now, if any of you are in that state, just know that it is okay, right? I want everybody to know it's okay because all of us go through this. You know, we, we have winter blues here. But the reason why I'm bringing this up and I forget because I squirrel, what did I bring this up again? So I, I brought it up because we're talking about being safe in your own house. This was the wrong way of being safe because it was actually going down a negative path. When you don't want, you, you know what I'm talking about, Leah? I do. I have a, I have a little bit of a different perspective. Um, at, in the beginning, what I heard you say, you know, playing your game and disconnecting I am very much for disconnecting. To yes. me, that's self-care. What I love is, is that you became aware of the fact that it crossed the line between self-care and falling into this low mood. And you reached out for support, which is fantastic. Um, there, and there are many ways of, of um, approaching it. The key to approaching it is finding things that make us happy. So for some it's prayer, for some it's meditation. I think that the disconnect there is to remove thoughts. It's just to focus on nothing. So it doesn't have to be per se a meditation of some sort. I personally, if I listen to Abraham, Hink, uh, Abraham Hicks, who the raise your vibration in 10 minutes, uh, you start your day off on the right foot. There's all kinds of meditations, but it could be something as just focusing on the heating system noise or whatever the case. And that is just to reconnect with yourself and quieting the mind. So there's many different ways. I love your idea about the lighting. A lot of us suffer from that syndrome. Um, can't remember what it's called, but. Uh, well, it's light therapy, right? Well, sad, like seasonal disorder. Seasonal disorder, yeah. exactly. 
Um, so there, my point is that there's many, there's many ways to, to find the support you need. And the key is what makes you happy. So for some, it could be putting on loud music and starting to dance. It's completely normal to feel that way. We all feel that way. Some people may not express that, um, but it is, it's very normal. We all feel that way. The point is being aware of it and doing something about it and, and always lean towards what makes you feel good. And, and I, I would also say- With ourselves yeah. uh, rejuvenates us and it really helps us to pull out of, um, pull out of those, those feelings and thoughts does not take away from the fact though, that if you need to seek therapy, um, or the advice of a doctor, then most definitely you know, yeah. check in with your doctor. I, I also um, wanted to share with everybody, I'm being very open and very vulnerable here. It's that, um, don't feel, you know, in the past, I would have felt angry with myself and I would have felt guilty about me not working. And that is not self-care. And with this, you know, even though it didn't last very long, um, I absolutely refuse to go to the state of feeling, you know, upset over the situation or angry over it or feeling even guilty. I mean, you know, I could have spent that one week working, which I should have, but I, in, but in some way, my you know, my body and my mind was telling me, you just need a little bit more rest than you think. Now, it's, it's not so much rest, you know, like that's forced upon me. It's like, what is it that I needed? And I spent the last year really working a lot more than I really should have. I spent weekends working and it was just me coming out in a different state, a calmer, more peaceful state. So when you're in that state, don't get angry with yourself. If you need to reach out for help, don't feel bad about it. The way I did it was, you know, I have a lot of networking groups. I have family around and I just jumped on calls with people. I got people around me to give me support. I involved myself in, in group stimulation. And as um, I remember asking my Alexa, I don't want to say that very loud because I'm going to stimulate her. Uh, I asked her for like different songs that I remembered, um, you know, like uh, giving me uh, lots of um, movement. So I was thinking of Madagascar, you know, that, that little cartoon where they had like, uh, uh, yeah, let's get going, let's get going kind of thing. And I was trying to, I didn't remember the name of the silly song, but I was trying to get Alexa to play it for me. And she, she kept playing me silly songs that were not it. And I gave up and I'm like, you know what, let's, let's play Let's Get Loud by JLo. And I started like bouncing around my room and I got myself out of that state in about a few days by doing that. And another way to do it, guys, is to go out into your natural environment. Okay. Really, a lot of us forget to do that. I know we talk about going for a walk, but we go for a walk thinking we just need to go for a walk. When you're going for a walk or you're being in your natural environment, just breathing in fresh air, look around you and look at and receive from nature because that is a way that your brain is extremely stimulated. I cannot stress that enough. Looking at the sky, looking at the clouds, looking at the trees, the grass, wherever you are, Look at the animals, the wildlife around you, even the people who are walking past you, even if you're not interacting with them. That is a, a stimulation that stimulates you in a positive and progressive way rather than, you know, you going inward. It's just you being with community and yeah, with your world. Whatever, you know, whatever we focus our attention to is what we're bringing into our life. Yes. So if we're going to focus on the negative, that's what, you know, is going to play out. So if we focus on the bird chirping or, you know, 
even if it's not a sunny day, just stare at the clouds, observe them, look at them. And so then you move your focus away from negativity. But also to your point is what, what something that you, what I mentioned before and what you did is so amazing is that don't judge how you're feeling, just be curious and say, oh, I'm feeling like this. Okay, what am I thinking that it's making me feel like this and what can I do? But I also wanna share that I'm guilty of it as well. I decided to take a vacation. It was my first vacation in a very long time. And I was also very used to working seven days a week from the morning to the night. And uh, not, not allowing myself to, to take a break. And guess where that takes you? Complete exhaustion. And so the first few days, it took me a few days to unwind. And then after that, I spent a few days thinking about, I brought all my stuff with me and I, you know, I planned on working and all that. And I started to feel guilty that I wasn't working, but I just, something in me, I knew that Leah, you need to just close your eyes and rest. I mean, I slept for like 12 hours. Okay. Anyway, and I kept, but I kept, you know, complaining about it almost like, oh no, I need to, I need to, and whatever. I swear to God, it wasn't until I got bitch slapped by a friend who said, I swear to God, if I find out you opened up <laughs> and thank God she sort of set me in, in, in that, in that path. All of a sudden my guilt was like, no, if order in, you know, in order for me to be of any service to anybody, I need to first take care of myself. And so I closed the computer, closed the books, disconnected, and I am so much better for that. So let's take away the guilt about self-care because it just, if we understand that it makes us so much better, we show up better, we are better for everyone in our life What's better than that? It's interesting to be able to not judge it and actually just give ourselves that, right? Yes. Yeah. So on that note, you know, in in our future podcast, what we're going to talk about is self-care for you in your space. So I will be chatting. I know that we didn't really talk about a lot of this today, but I will be talking about your personal access. Um, I do design for disability simply because I'm trained in it and around routine. So I do train, um, I do design for physical disability, intellectual disability, autism, but that's not just it. A lot of people don't think about access for, as I said, for themselves in the home. It doesn't matter who you are and what you are. Everybody should have access. We're also going to talk about self-care through sensory input. Well, I'm going to talk about that. Um, and, uh, and really about um, measuring your home and the vibrations in your home, because the stories that I would tell you about people not thinking that their home can shift um, from a prosperity perspective, from a joy perspective, that really, guys, is not self-care. You just sit in your comfort zone thinking that it can't get better. How is it really caring about yourself? Like before I explore all these things, and trust me, I am not as, um, I, I'm pretty scientific and, and being open-minded about what the world can do for me um, I had a lot of, um, when we talk about feng shui, now I am uh, Chinese, but I wasn't brought up or raised Chinese. And a lot of people look at me and go, what do you mean? I'm like, I was raised in Oxford, England. I had no one around me from any different culture 
rather than pure English people. And um, I didn't know Chinese food. I didn't know the Chinese culture. And people still laugh to this day about it. But I have big resistance to things that seem weird from, you know, the Asian state. And I have changed my mind about certain things because they employ a lot of things that are, even though science cannot repeat it every single day, it's simply because there's a uniqueness and a, and a different way of looking at calculations that the ancients looked at. And I have realized that by me being resistant to that, that's not good. So I will talk about that. But we also wanna talk about how you take care of yourself um, on the inside, which we've been talking about a lot today, the, the, your mindset, the way you look at it, but also about how you make your space work exactly with that, you know, on, on every level. And, and we really want to, to do that with you guys. I, I can't, you know, I'm so excited to all the things that are popping in my mind about what I wanna share. And I do want to say something before um, Leah says something. Now, both Leah and I have gone through a lot of trauma in our lives, a lot. And um, in the podcast, we're going to talk maybe a little bit about um, different kinds of trauma or maybe situations, because I do want to address this. For a lot of you out there, you may be in situations that you say, this is all good and well about being positive and all that. But there may be the essence or the aspect of some um, trauma in the place that you're in or the feeling that it's a prison and you cannot escape it. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's, it's simply a situation that's, you know, horrific for you guys. And I, we will touch on it um, in a couple of episodes. I'm sure we will. What do you think? A hundred percent. Because besides this podcast, our two worlds... Tassie and I um, are about how can we best support you? So we may have our specialties in decoration, uh, you know, with Tassia and, and for me, it is a lot about the energy behind our thoughts and emotions and our behaviors. Um, but from our experience and our wisdom, knowledge, everything together, um, at the end of the day, I, and I know this, I'm going to speak on your behalf, Tassie, is, our, you know, our, our mission is to make a difference in people's lives. And so whatever that takes, we are here and open to hear how we can best support you. So, you know, um, bringing what Tassia um, brings to the table about our spaces and, and, and everything that, that comes with it and, if I can help, you know, shift belief systems, uh, our beliefs and, and the energy behind our beliefs that are really causing the resistance to any type of happiness, then we're, that's what we're here for. And what we'd like to hear from everybody is, even if it's just a room you want Tasia to start with, you know, let's start, let's keep it simple, start with a room and we can start to address what comes up for you. What are your challenges? And we will talk to those. Yes, for sure. Exactly. I, I, I give it a simple example, like a, a family room, you know, where everybody is in the room and, you know, some of it is doing double duty with your kids in it. You know, you're having relationships and your relationships are grating against each other because it's, it's a, a space. A lot of people have said, um, you know, that there's too much in a space. There's too much noise. There's too much stuff and, and it, it can't be helped. 
or say for example you're not feeling that you're safe your space is safe for some reason or you know you're being as we talked about triggers today when you look at something it just causes anxiety or you just feel yourself welling up in a certain way there's so many things that happen in a space or even if you want to ask me you know to share with you stories on um, what I do when I go to people's homes of function and and you're curious because you think you've read something on the internet I can either speak to whether that is true, not true, where it comes from, what is the idea, because there's a lot of stuff that may actually be scientific, where I put that with little inverted commas, or it may be related to more like science, like the science of way your brain uh, reacts to a certain situation that it hasn't got to do with function, but we can talk about it. What yeah. Leah and I really want to do is make sure that your space is joyful. Joyful, guys. Joyful. And you feel supported. Yes. And... So, and I was going to just say something, but I can't remember. <laughs> well, I just want to say, if you want to look for us, okay, again, um, my website is lovelighthomedesign.com. And Leah? Is personalchapter.com. And my email is leah, L-E-A, at personalchapter.com. And mine is tasia, T-A-S-I-A, at lovelighthomedesign.com. And you can always drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. I mean, this is our very first podcast, so we haven't, we've covered a lot. I think we've covered a lot, but yet there is so much more to cover. And if you're curious on anything, drop us a line and we're uh, welcome to chat about it. Yes. You know, we want to learn from all of you as well. You know, what, what, um, where you need support and we're happy to, to give support. So we're here to educate, learn and grow. Yes, very much so. All right, let's see, like say goodbye for today. It's sad Thanks. to say goodbye. I think like I'm already going to. No, it's see you later. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Yes. And we hope that our podcast served you well today. And we look forward to sharing so much more in our following podcasts. Okay, be blessed until the next time we chat with you. Bye, guys. Thanks. <laughs>